This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Um, hey, you know who is not a good fall? It's Brees Hall, man. Um, and we've got the perfect guy to, to bring on to this podcast. We're talking about Brees Hall, let me tell you right now. 18 carries, 97 yards on the ground. Uh, two, two receptions. Two receptions for 100 yards. My dude almost dropped a two-hundo spot. Uh, Brees Hall did against Miami 69% of the snaps there in week number five. It's increased every single week since week number two when he played just 27% of the snaps. A lot of hand wringing in the fantasy streets. Let me tell you, I was extremely worried after week two. I'm like, oh my God, is Michael Carter really going to be the guy rest of the year? No. Brees Hall has exploded onto the scene and now 4.9 yards per carry on the season too. He's doing it with efficiency despite there being offensive line concerns, offensive concerns. Is he going to get the ball? Doesn't matter. Brees Hall has been doing the damn thing. Double-digit PPR points every single week. It absolutely went crazy, Zach Miller, there in week number five. You absolutely love it. Not to mention, let's talk about two vultured touchdowns too, which I'm pacing in my living room. You mean you can... That's my girlfriend. I was furious. I can't imagine a, <laughs> a, a, a weirder goal line back than Michael Carter. But that's what it seems to be what the Jets are saying. But yeah, Matt, if you Brees didn't think Hall I was on gonna, the Brees Hall on the field for those plays too made it even I, better. I feel just like. sitting there, just sitting there, like no, no, Michael <laughs> Carter. So he could have dropped a forty bomb, and I think that's even a bigger statement. But it was there. Like he could. I think yeah. that's an important thing. He could have dropped the forty bomb. Like it was well into his reign and. If you don't think I'm taking my first my first podcast appearance to get an apology from that that Yahoo <laughs> podcast slander, name ringing out there, tell me to come back to reality. There's no sweeter yes. no sweeter song there than Brees Hall blowing up week oh five. It was uh it's beautiful. No, he's a dude. He's an absolute monster. I mean, he's got everything you you want. I think I think he's shown a lot in the receiving chops that almost kind of surprised me this year because that was a bit of the role that we were questioning, like. Is Michael Carter going to stay in on these third downs? And you've talked about it a couple of times. They're using him as not just a check down back. He's seeing targets down the field. You saw it in week five. You saw that 79-yard catch and run where, I mean, he caught the ball 15, 20 yards down the field. Like, he's being used as a a receiving threat. Zach Wilson is, I think, checking down a little more than I thought he did. I thought maybe those targets would kind of disappear once we saw old man Flacco take (laughs) take a step away. But, no, I mean – you're you're starting to see that usage of him up in the 69-70%. That's you don't you see that from some RB1s on some teams. And most teams are split backfields now, a 70% share of the back. Big. That's that's elite Huge. usage. I mean, there's I mean, obviously you've got Saquon Barkley who's carrying every second in the play, but like right. for most other running backs, it's a bit of a timeshare. If you've got someone with the talent of Brees Hall, I think um I mean, I'm I'm spending up. If I'm in dy- I I made a dynasty trade the other day by force. I love Javonta Williams, but 
sitting there competing. Um, was able to make a move from Javante to Brees Hall to a little bit less competing team, and I'm fine with that. I think he's one of the best there is right now in the NFL, and in Dynasty, running backs got to be young. So I'm I'm comfortable ranking like top five in Dynasty running backs, and this season he's coming up too. So you've got the immediate production, and then you've got the long-term production too. I, I like it a lot. I would think, uh, Matt, before, I, before you jump in, I would think that yeah. <clears throat> Brees Hall, if we did a dynasty redraft um, today, Brees Hall's got to go one, right? Like, who are you taking above him? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Who are you taking above him? You know, it's like P- George Pickens, Damian Pierce. Like, nah, n- like, no, you want a young, explosive running back. Brees Hall's got to go one overall um, if we're doing a dynasty redraft uh, today. But Matt, go ahead. No, I, I think you could advocate for Drake London, um, but I, I think the I think the answer is probably Brees Hall. And you know, to be fair, you know, I don't want to be painted as some kind of Brees Hall hater. I would have taken him one dot one in any rookie go. draft back at go. the back in the day uh, when those were happening. You know, I, I agree with you that in any sort of obviously like revisionist history with hindsight, for sure he should go one hundred one. Even though I do think there's a conversation with Drake London, but yeah, no. Um, Actually, Zach, ever since uh, I went on the Yahoo podcast and, and slandered you, um, by the way, was mostly was mostly uh, pointing out that like it was a very strange knit to pick and like, you know, blowing up the not that you knew this, but blowing up my phone like as I'm, I'm going to dinner with my wife about you got to be breaking Brees Hall over Damian Pierce. What's wrong with you? And I'm like. Hey, hey, look, come back to come back to reality. It's they're in the same tier. The point of the tiers is to not fight me when they're in the same tier. Yes, but exactly. It, pretty right. much ever since pretty much ever since Zach, you know, advocated for I'll, I'll call it advocating advocated for Brees Hall um, yeah. in that way. I've started to pay more attention and I, I I've been trying to get people to care about this in in my Yahoo columns on the on the Yahoo podcast. Like this guy's air yards per target numbers are insane he's he's at 5.3 right now i started geeking out about it two weeks ago when he was at like 4.4.04 in air yards per target which i know that doesn't sound like much but for running backs that is insane the only guy that ever is even close like even in the neighborhood the zip code of five air yards per target since like 2015 is prime david johnson who i think his career average is like three is like 3.4 so and and Brees Hall keeps going up, right? It was at four I, I have this like memorized, right? He was at four point oh four um when, when before Zach Wilson got in there. He went up that next week and now he's he's over five. So and you saw it last week. That was the big play against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, two catches a hundred yards. It's it's insane what he's doing right now from a receiving perspective. Um and, and it's just really honestly, the Jets are so loaded with talent that it's almost it's almost a problem for Garrett Wilson for Elijah Moore that like they still have Corey Davis they still have now they have this great receiving back and even Michael Carter is not a zero as a receiver so um we just really need Zach Wilson to like he's got to take that leap at some point start elevating all these guys but yeah I'm with you guys um I submit (laughs) Zach I I should I should (laughs) have never been so hard on you about the Brees Hall texts hey you know what's crazy you you talk about those air yards Matt and it's like of course when you think of receiving backs one of the elite receiving backs in the NFL Austin Eckler your your co-host on the Yahoo pod but um Eckler for example his a dot is negative 1.48 yeah you know what I'm saying like it's and it's because like yeah they actually still do run him out routes as well right like they can move him around the the football field um but a lot of what he gets is obviously behind the line of scrimmage you know so yeah. 
Uh, and that's what most running backs run, you know? Um, but you're right. They're, they're moving Brees around almost as if he's like, I mean, dare I say like a, almost like a Debo almost, you know, it's like a, like this big bodied guy that they just want to get in space. And if you're downfield, go ahead. You know what I mean? So uh, it's interesting usage for Brees, man. And, and it is really, I mean, it's exciting. It is really, yeah. really exciting um, to see what's going on there. Yeah, it is. By the way, just for context for listeners, because I know geeking out about air yards per target for for running backs, it, it might seem weird. James is right. I mean, even just to be in the positives is absurd. There are only 10 running backs that are over 1.0 air yards per target. There's only three that are over two. One of them, weirdly enough, is Samaj Pirine, but oh my God, the Bengals. And he also doesn't have like a ton, a ton of targets, but right. you know, um, Travis Etienne's at 2.6. The great Alvin Kamara is number four at 1.7 and and like 1.7 for running back. I was like, wow, that's a lot. So yeah, it's, it's nuts what Brees Hall's doing right now. Are you expecting that to, I mean, like no one can be expecting no, it to yeah. stay at five, but like, just like, I think like what you're saying is like, in terms of like what type of usage that means, and James mentioned, they're making an active effort to get the ball in his hands in like real scenarios and not just handing it off up the gut eight times a game. They want him in space and that's what you want in a player. I got to be hundred percent honest with you. I'm actually surprised by the creativity of the jets offense. Like I'm like shocked. I really am. You know, it's like you look at Robert Sala and you're thinking, okay, this guy's like, you know, he's like, you know, chewing on screwdrivers for breakfast or whatever, you know? And <laughs> it's like, I don't know what it is, man, but this offense is a little bit more creative than I was. Anticipating. I like Mike LaFleur. I like Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator. I mean, there's another LaFleur, another, you know, Shanahan offshoot, uh, the, the whole thing. It, it's, it's everywhere. Right. But yeah, no, I think Mike LaFleur even did a really good job last year um as as a play caller as a play designer he just was wor working with a really really raw rookie quarterback that talk about goofballs like zach wilson was thrown to some real goofballs last year <laughs> at certain points so um yeah. it, there's there's guys here man and there's a good uh offensive ecosystem we just zach wilson just got to take that next step and then hopefully we'll get there when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Houston's running back, uh, Damian Pierce. I mean, just running hard, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you, he's, he's got some like beast mode-ish type runs uh, in his arsenal right now. Just an angry runner every single time. 26 carries, 99 yards on the ground. Added a touchdown there as well. Um, very interesting. I actually saw five targets out of the backfield as well. Good for three receptions and 14 yards there. All right, Zach, we'll start with you there. Um, Damian Pierce, where do you kind of, you know, again, have him from a, from a dynasty perspective? I've been saying all off season, it's like, you know how we've been playing that, that stupid game or you've seen on social media of uh, he's a 10, but, or she's a 10, but you know, dot, 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 right? Like Damian Pierce is a 10, but he plays on the Texans, dude. You know what I'm right. saying? Like where, where, what are we feeling about Damian Pierce right now? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's kind of the point. If he wasn't on the Texans, he's going to be in that RB one conversation for the dynasty. But I mean, yeah, you've got a player that didn't have like really the highest draft capital was not really a receiving running back, but he's coming in here and he's doing it. He's, he's basically taking over that backfield. I know there was a lot of like Rex Burkhead fears, but Oh my God, 
good lord. Like I couldn't imagine a player like Rex Burkhead keeping a Damian Pierce off the field for much longer than a couple weeks. So that was kind of the window. I think in I think in Dynasty right now might be the worst time to go out and buy Damian Pierce. You have him coming mm-hmm. into just an honest to God full workload coming off some monster weeks. But if there's anybody in in a dynasty league you're in that's not valuing Pierce as a multi-year option, like go in and get him because I I I think him, I mean you've got I think him, Ramonde Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, all of those guys are kind of in the same tier for me. And I'd almost rather just take the youth. Like if you've got a, a Josh Jacobs owner, you're willing to make that swap for, I'd, I'd take uh, Damian Pierce any day of the week over him. I mean, you've got neither of the offenses are really scoring a ton of touchdowns right now, and he's getting the lion's share of the carries. I doubt they spend a high draft pick on a running back next year. They're obviously probably going to be in the market for a quarterback in that area. Right. So I think you have a player that, I mean, the the Texans still seem to move the ball okay right yeah, this season. So 100%. you're gonna you're gonna get some touchdowns out of him. He's getting 20, 30 carries a game. Like you're you're looking at a like a mid range RB two easily with RB one upside every week. I I like him. I love I love run running backs. I think uh, your your co host on Yahoo Dalton Del Don. Um, kind of says it perfectly like you you're you got to look at youth in the running back age so if you're making that swap i think damian pierce is a great buy he was a huge value coming into the season in dynasty people got him so late and then Hmm. taking over that backfield i like it like if you're switching players around i think damian pierce is in that like mid-20s in dynasty rankings and any of that mid-20s can kind of get a little like murky for dynasty rankings for running backs but i think he's probably the best bet in that range and you don't have much left in leonard fournette and there are plenty of people that would still probably make that swap with you to Damian Pierce. I, I'd be taking him every, every time I could. Yeah. I think what's really important for Damian Pierce is that, well, number one, he's a really good runner. He's fifth in the NFL right now in yards after contact per attempt. Like he's been, he just runs really well. Um, but he's really iced Rex Burkhead completely out of like the pass, not completely out of the passing down role, but he's taken that leap ahead of him um, over since week three He's run 41 routes to 39 routes for Rex Burkhead, and the gap keeps kind of closing there. (laughs) Just in that range, again, 310 total yards uh, for Damian Pierce, 24 for Rex Burkhead. So that's pretty (laughs) crucial, um, you know, for for Damian Pierce. And I guess the question, Zach, is always like, what 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 is the risk level of like a guy who you know because because dynasty players tend to stick to like draft capital and tend to stick to to that type of stuff like i guess there's always the worry that um you know the texans it's kind of like with the michael carter right like michael carter's like oh yeah you're looking pretty good for day three running back oh damn jets take a Brees hall in the second (laughs) round and like not looking so great for michael carter right right now i guess in theory that could be a thing that happens to damian pierce but i'm with you that you know, this is a team that is rebuilding a team that they're, they're a team that did have to tear it down to the studs. Unlike what we talked about with the Carolina Panthers earlier. Um, it would be kind of crazy to one position they hit on to just nix that guy and usurp him or whatever. But I guess, again, this, you could say the same thing about Michael Carter. Right. It's a, it's for sure possible. I mean, there's a lot of running backs coming out next year. I don't think I'd be comfortable sending an, a, a high tier 23 first for him. Um, just because there's there's so much talent in next year's draft that I, I don't think I value him in that range. There's plenty of running backs I'm willing to send future picks for. I think they tend to get a little overvalued in Dynasty, but I, I don't think he's one of them because of that fear. You know, like 
there is always the chance. I mean, they have plenty of other positions on the roster that they need to fill. And I think that's why I'm a little more comfortable with him. Obviously running backs a little more replaceable, but he's been great. If he'd just been like average, you know, like you, you watched Tyler Algier running the other day, like he's yeah. fine. He's not, he's not blowing anything away, but like Damian Pierce is le- leading the rookie running backs in rushing yards this year. Like he's not just like, he's playing great. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that gives me a little more confident based off his draft capital that they might keep him around for at least another year. Maybe they add a complimentary back to do a little more of the receiving chops, but I'm still fine with him. I have a little bit more confidence than I do with some of those other, maybe like day two, day three type picks. So, you know, I think for me, you know, when I take a look at Damian Pierce, there's a, one, a couple red flags. Um, one is what Matt talked about the draft capital. Right. Um, and also in today's NFL, you just, that you just, that's not what you do like next year, but trust me, they're getting a running back. I don't know if it's going to be in the draft or in free agency, but they're getting a running back. You know, they're not going to say, Hey, it's going to be Damian Pierce and some guy who just is like a practice squad guy. That's just not what NFL teams do. You know, uh, there's going to be, they're going to either bring in a veteran, like an aging veteran that people are going to be worried about, um, you know, or, or they'll draft somebody again late that I'm sure dynasty community and, and, you know, drafters will get super hyped up about for whatever reason. He's the next Elijah Mitchell. Always, always the next (laughs) Elijah Mitchell, no matter what, you know? And, and the thing for me, it's like, all right, so you, you know, there's going to, it's going to get murky. Um, there in Houston and still, they're still very far away from being a good offense. Um, so that, that, that is one thing, man, just from like a visual standpoint too, the reason beast mode, and I bring this up, you know, in the intro to Damian Pierce, the reason beast mode was beast mode was because he was able to run that style for a good four years, five years, and was durable as all hell. I just am not sure the running style that Damian Pierce has is extremely violent. It's a lot of fun to watch, but in today's NFL, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I have some concerns with how hard he just does not shy away from contact ever. He <laughs> looks for it. He loves it. And we love him for it early on, but I'm just saying, you know, two years down the road, what does that look like, man? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. that would just be my concern. One of the concerns. And then my other red flag too, it's the pass catching. Um, right. Doesn't totally look like a natural pass catcher. Um, obviously he's done pretty well um, to, to start his career. He only has two, you know, two incomplete passes thrown his way um, out of the, what, 11, 13, 14, out of the 15 targets he's got, he's got 13 catches. Right. Um, but a lot of them are easy little check downs, but overall I, I would think that they would look for, uh, somebody who could be a pass catching option there in Houston as well. Those are my only two things. But man, let me just say, in 2022, I, I do love watching him run. But um, yeah, I do. I, I think I would be remiss in saying if I didn't have some concern for future injury just because of the position group and because of his running style. <laughs>